Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Confessions of College Students podcast, a charity cast podcast. Today, Amanda, are you excited? I am very excited. <laughs> why, why are we excited today? Who's joining us? <laughs> we have a very special guest, one of the teachers at Marinopolis College, Professor Brunet. Hi. <laughs> so before we jump into the questions, we're really excited um, to basically talk to a member of the faculty because oftentimes, especially with Zoom, you just kind of join the class and then leave and then you never really get a, a chance to speak to the teacher properly. So hopefully that'll be exactly. our opportunity today. Um, so Amanda, let's, uh, let's have you ask her the first question and uh, okay. let's, have a, let's have a fun chat. So. Perfect. So the first question that we were wondering was, um, what path did you take here? Uh, did you take to get here today? And did you know that you always wanted to go into biology to be a teacher? And you give a brief introduction of yourself yeah. as well. Just... Okay, sure. Uh, sure. So hi. Uh, so my name is Stephanie Brunet. I'm a, a biology teacher at Marianopolis College. I've been teaching at Marianopolis for the past four years. Um, so this is my fourth year and let's see my path. How did I get to where I am today? Well, I studied, so I'll start off in Sejap because that's where you, you guys are right now. So I studied health science in Sejap. I, you know, I really loved biology in high school. So it just seemed like the natural next step for me. I studied health science in Sejap. I really loved it. Um, I'm originally from Montreal. So I went through the Sejap system and I did all my schooling in Montreal um, I really loved health science, so I decided to do a bachelor's in microbiology and immunology at McGill. I chose that because I, um, I had the opportunity to work in a lab right after high school, and it was an asthma research lab. So I, you know, I found it fascinating, and so I thought, hey, immunology is really interesting. So when it, I was um, deciding which bachelor's I was going to do, I decided on microbi microbiology and immunology. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I loved it. You get to take a lot of different courses in biochemistry and biology. Um, so, so far, I guess I was making the right, not the right decisions in my life, but it was like, I, it was making sense to me. I, I loved biology. Mm -hmm. I loved what I was doing. I was, I still enjoyed it. So I just kept on going in that direction to, I didn't really know that I wanted to be a teacher at that point. I, uh, I just liked biology. So I, you know, after, you know, my first year in university was great, my second year. And then when my third year came around, I was like, okay, I'm kind of tired of school at this point. I need to take a break. I really don't know what I want to do at this point. You know, like I, I felt like I couldn't even make a decision. I didn't know what I liked anymore. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I took a break. I took a break of what seemed like a lot longer than a year, but it was actually only a year. Um, so I, I went to BC. I... Oh. Yeah, I, I worked in a little motel in like this mining town in British Columbia. That and is beautiful. so cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was. I was not expecting that. Yeah. Okay. It was. It was really nice to just kind of take a break, and yeah. um, I did that for a few months. And I, I visited uh, Vancouver, and I was thinking about going to maybe UBC. Uh, so, and then I got homesick, and I just came back home, and I. Again, this feels like more than a year because in that the span of a year, I worked at Ben and Jerry's, the ice cream place. I worked <laughs> at a souvenir shop in the old port. 
I worked, uh, what else? Oh yeah, I worked at a hospital as an administrative assistant in all this time. Oh my God. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> you after- really made, you really, it, it, you, saw, you said you took the year off, but it sounds like yeah. you worked quite a bit. <laughs> I know, I feel off. like, I feel like now I can't get that much done in a year, but then I don't know, it was very productive. So after all that, I realized I was like, you know what? I really miss school. I wasn't done with school mm-hmm. yet. I really, I wanted to continue and do graduate work in, in biology. So kind of taking that year off made me realize that, yeah, I know I really do love biology. I want to stick with this. So I, um, at that point, I just looked for labs that, that seemed interesting in the research that they were doing. I ended up starting my master's in a, bio, in a biology research lab at um, Concordia. I really enjoyed my master's. It was going well. So I decided to continue as a PhD student. We'll send. (laughs) (laughs) And I, you know, I, I, it went really well, you know, at the beginning, I really enjoyed it. I was thinking at that point, I'm going to continue in research. I'm probably, you know, I'm thinking I want to do a postdoc, open up my own lab. Um, And one of the things that I got to do during my PhD was I was a teaching assistant for quite a few courses. And I realized at that point that I loved teaching. Like I just, I loved it. I loved being a a TA or a teaching assistant. I ran tutorials. And so I started to think, "Hmm, maybe this is something that I I could do. Um, When I was finishing up my PhD, I applied for a teaching position at Dawson to teach night school like in continuing education, I actually taught human physiology, which is what I'm teaching right now. And that solidified it for me. I thought at that point, if I can do this as a job, if this is what I can do, you know, um, with my degree, then this is what I want to do. And so I, I was able to get a job at uh, Marianopolis, luckily, so that I'm able to teach full time. And that's kind of how I got to where I am now. So I wouldn't say it was linear, but not, you know, there was no crazy branching off points, but um, I just kept on kind of following what I liked doing. And I just was very fortunate to be able to continue to do what I love doing. So that's yeah, so exactly. awesome. I love that story about UBC, that, that yeah. oh, well, British Columbia. Um, that's so, yeah. I mean, personally, myself, I was always thinking, you know, what if I want to do teaching? Because I have a path in mind, but I'm also mm-hmm. thinking, what if after that or along the way, I would like to do teaching? Because I tutor um, mm-hmm. on the side and I've always loved tutoring. I like seeing like, you know, my tutees improve and I like, um, I like talking. <laughs> so I guess it, it would be good to be a teacher because you like to convey information, try to break mm-hmm. it down. And of course it would be in insulin because I absolutely love science and it would most likely be in the biology too I'm I'm kind of biased <laughs> as well I'm biased too so I understand that for sure <laughs> yeah um so I I wanted to also ask when you were um doing like your PhD when you're doing your master's what's like like what's the um like when you're doing that stuff because PhD and master's for I'm, I'm sure Amanda and I seems very distant seems mm-hmm. like a lot what's your like um like what's your mindset when doing it do you feel like oh like I'm getting I'm getting older now I need to maybe find a job I maybe should I go to graduate school like what was that it 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 evolves (laughs) so when you start um so the when you start your grad school when you decide to take that route of doing a master's or doing a PhD at that point you're thinking okay I really I really love what I'm studying and I, I want to go further you know I want to know more because the more you uh, the more you continue in your education the more you realize that there's 
so there the more you realize that you don't know anything you know it's like as <laughs> and, and and i mean when you're it's like your knowledge base isn't getting broader as you continue going through the different stages of, of your education, it actually gets more and more specific. It's just like, you're so, kind of just like yeah. forgetting the stuff in the past. It, exactly. <laughs> it's like, it, it's, you're learning, I mean, you're studying. So for my PhD, for example, I studied a protein complex and I studied a single protein in that protein complex Man. out of, you know, and, and, <laughs> I mean, that's just a single protein, right? That's, that's insane. insane. And that was my whole PhD. It's, it's, and, and, wow. and I've only touched the surface. Like I barely learned anything about that protein while I, and there's so many unanswered questions. It's like, what you realize is that there's just so many unanswered questions. And so it kind of becomes an obsession. I mean, grad school yeah. is very obsessive in nature and that you just, you can't stop thinking about your research. You think about it when you're sleeping and there's no, there's no off switch. It's kind of unhealthy in a lot of ways, but it sounds kind of existential. You know? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's really, it's, uh, yeah. Wow. I mean, I think that's, that's a big reason why probably people dedicate their lives to academia. Like they just stick mm -hmm. there and they just do, I mean, actually uh, a question that I wanted to ask as well, you said you wanted that you taught at Dawson night school as like a part-time mm -hmm. gig. Did mm -hmm. you ever consider going, cause you, know, you have a PhD, so I'm assuming you're eligible to be a university professor. Yes, but it's actually, so in university, most of your teachers, especially in Quebec, mm -hmm. most of the teachers are, they have their own research lab. So when universities hire teachers, they're not really hiring teachers, they're hiring professors and they're hiring people to do research in their area of expertise. So it's the, the primary job of, of a university professor is not usually teaching. It's actually conducting research in their area of expertise for the university. And so it's, it's always kind of a push and pull when, uh, for, for professors because some of them really enjoy teaching and some of them don't. And mm -hmm. so they have to, I mean, their main job is the research. And so they don't get to focus that much on teaching. Um, so, so yeah, so it's, I actually much, I really prefer teaching at the SAGEP level. It's actually an amazing level to teach at because it's, you know, at the point where you're kind of, you're, you're kind of getting a sense of what you're enjoying. You're, you're getting more specific. You have a little bit more choice in terms of what courses you're taking, right? You're not taking the same courses as everybody else. There's, there's more streaming of, of um, sciences versus, versus non-science and things like that. So it's, it's kind of a really nice level to teach. Um, and I, I get to just focus on teaching, which is, which is really nice. Like that's my job is, is to teach. And so I actually really prefer teaching at the SAGEP level than the university. Ideally, I would love to have like a, a little lab, you know, to have a, a lab where students can do research and do experiments and learn that way. The problem with research is that it's, it's a very stressful environment and there's a lot of pressure to get results and to publish. Mm. And so it would have, like, I would want a lab where it was laid back and it was more about learning and, and teaching and less about results and publishing. And so there's always that, that dilemma when you're, you want to do more teaching and kind of just do it for the fun of it. And, mm -hmm. and just to, to learn new information uh, instead of just to publish and Hey, Amanda, do you okay. want to do you want to comment yeah. on that and uh, ask our next question? Um, yes. Well, actually, I had another question. It's kind of a little random, but we know you really liked biology. 
But is there another subject you also really liked, or just one subject that you really disliked? Like hated. I want to hear the rest. Hate is a strong word. So I, in general, <laughs> but the it, word applies sometimes. Yeah, it it does. Like I, I I was definitely someone who liked school. You know, like I I really I enjoyed school.、Um, but if I had to choose a subject that I didn't like, it was. <laughs> Waves and electricity and magnetism.、Oh, that、yeah. is the correct answer. Yeah, but- <laughs> yeah. It's just I just never understood it. Like I could go through the motions, I could solve the problems, you know,、mm. enough to pass the course, but I just never understood it. And that really bothered me. It just to this day, I mean, the、yeah. the hand rule, and I just I never understood it. <laughs> yeah. It's a very interesting subject. Like even for me, it's one of the subjects physics that takes a long time to learn because、mm. I don't know, it just doesn't come easily. Yeah, and I mean, doesn't, I yeah. Sorry, yeah. Go no,、ahead. I was gonna say. I wonder. There must be some people it comes easily to, but I just oh, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For sure. Even like math, like calculus and linear algebra. I. It's like okay. Whoever, maybe people might get mad at me saying this, but sometimes, like my favorite subjects, at least you know within the realms of CJEP, because I know it gets a lot more specific further on, would be biologies, number one, and then number two would be chemistry.、Mm-hmm. Now, I'm saying that because I feel like math, physics in the theoretical realm is super interesting. I think it's awesome,、mm-hmm. like what you can think about. But when you apply the math to it, it's like you just threw it down the drain. Like I don't want it anymore. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, the math. Math, like I was good in math in high school, and I'm still decent in math. But I never liked it for the reason that I never saw an application to it. You know what I mean?、Mm. Like when I learn physiology or biology, of course, there's math involved further down the line. I'm like certain. I'm sure you can attest to that. Like there is probably math involved.、There's、but when I'm doing math like math, involved, problems, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like when I'm doing math problems, though, like in like those worksheets. It's like so empty to me. Because <laughs> there's no, yeah, there's no immediate application, right? It's, it's,、mm-hmm. but all of these things, you know, integrals, integration, all. Of, I mean, these are these are so important in research. I mean, I use math. I use math throughout my PhD. That being said, I didn't sit down and you know go through the formulas. I just、right. ran a computer program. But for these. Computer programs and、um, like the way that I'm analyzing my data, it's all math,、yeah. but I get to just run it on a computer. But but I I can definitely see like one of the things that I love about biology is it's so applied. I mean it's life, right? We're trying to understand how how life works, which is all around us. So I think that's one of the things that I I just always loved about biology is that is that it's it's not as abstract as as Uh, physics and math seem to be, yeah, they're kind of drier than than biology. <laughs> Agreed. All right.、Um, I wanna I wanna know this. Now this might be getting to more like the teachery questions. So to be be honest, do teachers have favorite students? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's so I can only speak for myself, right? I can't.、Right. Yeah. Yeah. I you're not gonna believe me, but I can honestly say I don't have favorites. Even in person, because maybe Zoom it's、yeah. different. Because now Zoom, we're like we're just two dimensional for for you. But like, <laughs> no, <laughs> no even、person. even in person, like I mean, every student is so different, and I get to you know, my impression of students at the beginning of the semester is always so different than at the end. You know, like I get I get to to know、okay. you a little bit throughout the semester, and 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 you're always、yeah. surprising me. And so you know, one student that maybe. I didn't really have a lot of interaction with in class. They're very quiet, and then they come to my office one day and and they talk to me, and I, you know, I get I get a better sense of their personality and who they are. And so, 
I yeah, I know. I would say I don't have favorites. Yeah. Okay, fair I enough. Could tell you, I could tell you don't believe me, but I, I'm telling you. <laughs> <the truth. Yeah. laughs> I mean, like, I'm just saying, like, do you, like, when, when, let's say when you grade something mm-hmm. or when how kids participate in class, like, is there, like, a way that you can discern which kids are maybe more interested in the course than others? No, that Not I wish even. I could. That's it. Like sometimes I think so. I'll be in class and I try to check in a lot with uh, mm. with with my mm. students. And so because I want to know, are you enjoying it? Is it difficult? Do you want me to go over something? The, the class is for you. It's for you, right? It's it's. I mean, it's not for me to just stand there and, and talk. It's I I want <laughs> I want the students to be engaged. I want you to be interested. So um, I, I try to check in a lot, and sometimes. I, I'm so surprised when students will come to me at the end of the semester and say, you know, I really enjoyed your course. And I thought throughout the whole semester that they weren't enjoying it at all and they were actually not <laughs> interested in it, right? So they had a very straight face throughout the whole course, didn't really ask questions, didn't um, comment a lot. And then I find out that, no, they really did enjoy the course and I get feedback. So I would say absolutely not. I have no, no idea. <laughs> Maybe I'm just not very good at reading people. Maybe that's it, but... Yeah. Well, that's interesting because I, I can imagine like if you're standing up like if your job is just standing up and talking to like 30 35 kids like every day like well multiple classes right so like mm-hmm. you know I guess it's kind of like especially when you're reteaching the same thing like I never really even thought of that that like, you know you have three sections for human physiology this semester mm-hmm. so you're like repeating three times ever, <laughs> I, there's like... a lot of deja vu yeah i i i probably in, in classes with, with you two i've probably repeated something and i i i'm saying it as though it's the first time i'm saying it but you're thinking you went over that last class what are you saying you know what are you talking about so it's uh it's that being said it's amazing how different each class is you know, like I'll, I'll be teaching the same section. Even over Zoom, there's like a different dynamic. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, you, you guys make it better, right? The students, when I see you and you interact with me and, and I, 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 it's more interactive than I thought it would be. I miss the in-person, but just, you know, mm-hmm. when, when um, people are writing in the chat or asking questions, it, it makes all the difference, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, little jokes here and there that students make. And so I... Even over Zoom, each class is incredibly different. And I'll be talking about the same topic, right? In each mm-hmm. of my classes and I'll get different questions. And it's amazing. So some classes I'll be talking, you know, going over a topic, going over a subject and it'll take me 20 minutes. And in another group, it takes me the whole class because there's so many questions about it. So it's, it's, really, um, it's really not the same every year and, and within each year between different sections yeah thankfully or else it would be the same thing over and yeah. over yeah yeah exactly <laughs> it's just like an endless loop yeah <laughs> um and so we, yeah, yeah wait what were you gonna say no sorry i was just gonna say and um the, i never get the same questions so I'm constantly saying, I'm constantly really? getting questions me. I don't know the answer to, which is great because really? I get to keep on learning, but I don't get the same questions all the time, which is also really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we had another question. It's kind of a follow-up to do teachers have favorites? Um, mm-hmm. Is there an awful or amazing experience you could tell us that you've had with a student or a teacher? Because some students are like, you know, sometimes they're not too nice. <laughs> I yeah like I mean before before you answer the question I've had 
I've seen kids in class say like rude things to the teacher, yeah. like kind of passive aggressive. I'm like, uh, <laughs> wait, did I just hear correctly? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or even with teachers, like I remember uh, Amanda and I went to the same high school and I just am recently finding out that teachers have like beef sometimes, like they, at least in our high school. Right? I can't, yeah. yeah, no, they are people, but that's the thing. Like teachers for me are just so like, I, I never even imagined that this is like your job. Like, like you're, you're, you're like you're showing up to zoom because it's your job and like obviously you love it but it's also your job right but for me I don't make that connection because I think teachers yeah. are just it's like a different I it doesn't feel like they're working when you're with them it's just like they're there to help you so well, that's good go ahead. Yeah. that's that's what we want that's the whole idea right I don't want you to think I'm there because it's my job because it, <laughs> it, it isn't I mean I I'm very very lucky in that I get to do what I love I mean I know it sounds cliche but I really my, it, I, I forget that it's my job. And, you know, people ask me what I, what I do for a living. And when I tell them, they're like, wow, that's a, that's a pretty amazing job. I'm like, I know it is. <laughs> um, so in terms of amazing experience or awful experience. So I, I have, I can be honest in saying that I haven't had that awful experience with a student where they've been really rude to me, or we've had, you know, a lot of antagonism between, between us. Mm -hmm. That hasn't happened to me yet. I've only been teaching for, <laughs> you know, like I'm fairly new in terms of a teacher, but that hasn't happened to me. I've heard some horror stories. Um, I would say the worst thing, the most awful experience I had with a student was actually catching a student cheating. Um, it was a very clear case of a student cheating. There was no doubt about it. And it's, as a teacher, it's, it's awful to catch a student cheating and have to mm. report, I mean, you have to report them. It's, it's yeah. a pretty serious offense. And I can tell you no teacher wants to catch like their students uh, cheating, but that was, that was probably my, my worst experience with a student. Um, what about with a teacher? Any beef? With a teacher, any beef? Um, you don't have to drop the name, but like, if you yeah, just no. talk about if something happens. No, actually, I, I get along pretty well with uh, with, my, with my fellow That's teachers. Good. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> and uh, mostly amazing experiences with teachers. Yeah. Well, then I, a follow up question for that would be Is there any, like, you know, when you're speaking amongst the biology teachers or maybe even just in generally, like in science, is there disputes on how courses should be taught? Not like in how, yeah. like, you know, invigilating exams saying like how do you approach giving kids material oh, how do oh, you yeah, teach for sure there's I mean it's I mean there's disagreements because we all were teaching the same course right so mm -hmm. we want to have as much consistency as possible we want to make it as fair across the sections uh that being said we all have our own um you know, we have flexibility too, right? We can, we can deliver the material in different yeah. ways. The idea is as long as, as long as we're teaching the same material, it's okay. We can do it in different ways. Um, nothing, you know, we don't, we don't get into fights or anything, but there's, there's definitely discussions. <laughs> Brawls, <laughs> Brawls in the teachers, in the teacher exactly. room. Exactly. Like, Biologists, <laughs> man. We're, <laughs> um, no, we're pretty, we're pretty civil. Um, I would say what happens is that your, so each teacher has their own specialty, right? So most of the teachers, um, it, especially the science teachers, yeah, most of the teachers at Marianopolis, they have graduate degrees, right? So they've done, they have an area of expertise. And so for example, my area of expertise is cell biology um, and molecular biology. That's my favorite, right? So when I'm teaching a course, when I'm teaching one of the bio courses, I want to put more emphasis and I get most excited about the cell biology. And, and so mm -hmm. if I have an opportunity to focus more on that, I'm going to, whereas 
another teacher, their area of expertise might be insects or uh, zoology, right? Or e ecology and so, or plants. So, whereas, I mean, I like plants, I find them really interesting, but I don't know as much about them. So I'm less likely to wanna do this major project about plants in class. I'm more likely to wanna do a big project on cell biology, cause I kind of, I'm biased in thinking that that's more important. Um, so I think there's kind of disagreement in that sense of how much, cause we have to design the course, right? We have very loose guidelines from the government and we choose what content goes in the course. And so when we're deciding what we're gonna be including in the course, there's disagreement in terms of how much plants we want to put in, how much cell biology we want to put in, how much detail we want to go into for, for DNA and things like that. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. Cause I, yeah, I mean, different teachers, that's the thing, like, you know, from a student's point of view, there are, of course, and I'm sure, you know, you're aware and when you were a student, you know, like there are teachers that are all, always like said, oh, take this teacher. Like, this is the good teacher. Like, and, mm -hmm. and then there's also the case where it's like, oh, avoid this one, <laughs> you know, because, and it's, it's sad that like some teachers have bad raps. I mean, of course, I'm happy for the teachers that are like, you know, take the, like, and, you know, yourself as for you like I remember when I, I took you for both um bio 2 and physiology and the reason why I took you for bio 2 is because on the reviews you were so highly like requested yeah. like you guys like you know this professor is so good like take her she explains things so well her powerpoints are so good and then I took you for bio 2 everything was true I really loved it and now <laughs> I then consciously took you again for physiology I was like I want to have her again so yeah, like there are really great things. And there's obviously like, you know, I'm not going to talk about the bad teachers, but there are teachers <laughs> I've had that have been like, never again, <laughs> never and again. Probably teachers that have a bad rap and you've taken them and, and you realize, oh no, they're not, you know, you, you maybe, maybe they didn't deserve <laughs> yeah. that rap maybe. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That happened to me for math. Cause sometimes it's just one review mm -hmm. and then you believe mm -hmm. the review, but then when you actually have the teacher, you're like, mm, it was kind of a biased review, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. especially with subjects too like I'm also biased with the subjects like for me English I'm <laughs> I do not like English class yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a fan of it I I don't want to get into it because I don't want people to be like no you're wrong but I think it's very like repetitive mm -hmm. in terms of like what you're learning it's always like you know essay read this essay mm -hmm. read this yeah. essay and then especially when you don't have a teacher that's the best it makes it like 20 times worse but anyways uh we're not gonna stick on that too much <laughs> um I want to know so actually speaking about you know when you have really amazing teachers teachers are like the backbone of society like without teachers you know you don't well, have nice other to hear you say that yeah they, no, they really because so. you wouldn't have like without teachers you wouldn't have a lot of things even you know teachers yeah. who teach in trade school or mm -hmm. teachers who yeah. teach elementary school like I've you know teachers all across the board are just incredible um, so that leads me to the question, do you believe that teachers in Canada should be paid more than they are? So, so that's a, uh, an interesting question because teachers are paid differently in different provinces too, right? So it's not even a Canada-wide question. It's, a, it's, it's a pro, like individual provincial question. Um, I, would say, I would say definitely at the high school and the elementary school level that teachers in Quebec are not paid enough. Yeah, I think that they are not paid enough. And I don't think that they're given a lot of respect. Like, um, 
obviously it's great to hear you you say that teachers are the backbone of society and but i mean teaching so teaching at the stage up level is very different from teaching in elementary school and high school it's a completely different job it's you, you know so one thing you may i don't know if you're aware of this but to teach in SEJEP or, or university, you don't need a teaching degree. Um, you just need a, um, oh, yeah. like the minimum mm -hmm. requirement is basically a, a graduate degree. So master's Within the PhD. field that you would be teaching. Exactly. So, okay. cause it's, um, I mean, we still try to do pedagogical training, but it's more on the job, you know, like talking right. about how, how we should teach and, and how we should organize information and everything. Um, but in high school and elementary school, like you need a teaching degree and, and there's a lot more that goes into it, right? There's more, a lot more uh, development that's going on with, uh, with kids when they're younger, it's, it's completely different. They're going through a lot of things. And when you're teaching, um, high school and elementary school, you're not just dealing with the students, you're dealing with their parents and it's, it's a whole yeah. other thing, right? Um, I don't have to deal with anybody's parents, which is great. <laughs> just, you know, like you, you're individuals at this point, you make your own decisions for yourself, you're accountable <laughs> for your own decisions. So- um, That'd be so weird parent-teacher night for C-Jab. <laughs> I know, <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be so strange. Um, so I, I definitely think that uh, high school teachers and elementary school teachers in Quebec, um, I, I think that their working conditions are not always great. And I think that's been highlighted during this pandemic, especially they're essential workers. And um, and I think with parents having to homeschool their kids, they're kind of appreciating teachers a little bit more and realizing, no, there's there's more to teaching than just, you know, open, just having them read a book or, or um, just know, like it's not enough to just know the information. Teaching is a whole other, a whole other ball game, yeah. so. You know, yeah. teachers, they obviously, they are like, you know, as I said, backbone of society, but within schools, they're like, it's them, right? They make the school uh, yeah, with the students. Yeah. So if you have like, you know, you need a teacher that can, um, basically, I feel like in elementary and high school, a lot of the information you learn, obviously, you know, it's it's foundational in terms of like how to speak and read and write. Yeah, we that, that's obvious. But, you know, let's say you learn something like secondary for science, <laughs> You know, you're, and if you want to go into law, you're probably not going to remember what you learned in secondary four science. But I think what you do remember is like the work ethic, how the teacher, you know, like how teachers um, set you up for life is really important. How they show you how to think differently or mm -hmm. how to, um, yeah, the work ethic that comes involved, how to balance with uh, stress. And of course, there's been teachers in my life, especially in elementary school, there's this one teacher in particular that really helped me out when I was not feeling the best. And they're, they're like mini psychologists almost. Because, yeah. And, you know, I, I mean, I don't know, Amanda, maybe has it ever happened to you where in elementary school, when I was like, maybe in grade two, grade three, because I would spend so much time with the teachers, the female teachers, I would sometimes call them mommy by accident I yeah think, there was i think that, that happens to everyone because you're just yeah. like there's such like a figure in your life for yeah, what they're they, doing for you yeah like yeah. they so i i mean i you, you guys well you know because i talk about my daughter sometimes i have a, a mm -hmm. um, my daughter is 15 yeah she's almost 16 months and so she's going to daycare right now. And when I drop her off at daycare, I'm just, I think about how much she, how much time she spends with like the daycare educators <laughs> versus me. And it just makes me think about how much time teachers spend with, with kids and stuff. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. You're spending a, a huge amount of time with teachers. They're, they're a really important, um, I guess, figure in people's life often. And um, I feel like, did I go off track there? 
no no it's, it's good yeah. it's good yeah. we're, we're just yeah. having a chat amanda do you wanna do you wanna hit us with the next question uh the next question yeah sure so now they're kind of like we're done with the teaching questions i believe now it's more general questions um so one of our questions was what's your favorite thing to cook or eat um so my favorite thing to cook or eat is actually different my what i like to cook versus what i like to eat is kind of different or my favorite thing so i my favorite thing to cook i would say is pizza and pasta like I love making pizza and pasta because it's so versatile you know yeah. you can kind of play around with yeah. textures and everything and it's always delicious it's pretty hard to make it taste yeah. bad bad pizza is still good pizza exactly <laughs> that's the thing right? um my favorite thing to eat is actually a really good so my guilty pleasure is like an amazing sandwich with chips Ideally on a picnic. That's kind of like a really good sandwich. So we're setting really, the whole really scene. Bread. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, atmosphere is important, right? So yeah, a really good sandwich, some chips on a picnic. That's, that's yeah, I'm happy. That's what I do every day on my birthday. I want to go, my birthday's in the summer. So I always want to have a picnic with a really good sandwich and chips. That's. Yeah. <laughs> what about you guys? What's your favorite thing to eat and to cook? Uh, well, Personal? I don't. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Amanda, go ahead. No, it's okay. You could go. <laughs> okay. Um, base, my favorite thing to cook, I don't cook much. I bake a lot because mm. I think it's, it's a little easier than cooking because it's just like it's really following a recipe. So mm. I'll bake. Um, I like making cookies. I'll make cakes, uh, brownies, you know, just normal mm. stuff. So that's always fun because it's kind of therapeutic. But my favorite thing to eat, like if I had to eat one thing, it would have to be chicken stir fry because it's so yeah. balanced because you have your chicken your proteins you have okay. your rice and you have a bunch of vegetables in there <laughs> you put a little sriracha and it's so good it just <laughs> tastes so nice it's like a full warm meal all what kind of chicken because it's thighs or breast or which oh, one because it makes a big difference i think it's breast it's the one that comes in like the little <laughs> the, the slabs the boneless slabs the boneless slabs. Yeah, yeah so either thighs or, or breast yeah okay yeah no, it's it's so delicious and it's so filling. Anyways, Amanda, well, what's your what's your answer? <laughs> well, personally, I find it amazing. Like even you, Miss, you make pizza from scratch. I remember you gave us a recipe. You gave us a pizza recipe semester. for a lab. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> like, you have to make it, right? You guys have to yeah. make it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, Michael knows this. I'm really bad at baking or cooking. Like even um, I have like um. Like, I try to microwave things. I remember I was in school. I was microwaving my food. For some reason, I'm even bad with the microwave. Like, half of my food will be hot. The it's other half art. will be cold. You have to stir like... it in between. Yeah, <laughs> microwave is not easy. It's not an easy... Yeah. yeah, so I can, like, yeah, cooking, no. But I love to eat many different things. Um, but I'd say donuts. I really love donuts. Mm. Like, because I love desserts, like sweets and everything. But donuts, that's that's one of my favorites. That's, so that's awesome. You have to make the pizza recipe now, Amanda. I want to yeah. see this pizza. I want to see you attempt the pizza. Right now. <laughs> yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> so, I, I will, and Amanda, you have to make the pizza too. Like the fermentation lab. Like I remember I yeah. saw that. I was like, this is a genius. <laughs> this is so funny. <laughs> I love this. Um, anyways, uh, we don't have too much time remaining, but I want to ask one quick question that you can, you know, short and sweet. What makes mm -hmm. teaching so rewarding? Um, this is a loaded question. Uh, so I, for me, it's, it's just really being able to kind of share what I love and, and 
the most rewarding thing for me is when uh, students have that aha moment, you know, like, oh, that makes so much sense. Or that moment where you sort of spark that interest. And I love when students uh, go off and sort of um, apply what they learned in class to their life, you know, like, and, and or make those connections of, oh yeah, that's why that, that's why that happens or, or something like that. So, so that for me is really mm -hmm. rewarding when you've sparked that interest and gotten people to think, think about things in a different way. Yeah. The Eureka moment. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on our podcast, Professor Stephanie Brunet, the full title, or Dr. <laughs> Stephanie Brunet, actually. <laughs> Stephanie's <real> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Zoom's about to kick us out again. Um, mm -hmm. Amanda, do you have any closing words? Um, I just wanted to thank you for joining us today. It was really interesting, and I'm sure many students will be happy to listen to this episode. Yeah, I hope, okay. I hope they get a different yeah. perspective on the teacher. <laughs> Well, anyways, thanks. thanks for having me. Yeah. Oh, you're very welcome. So before Zoom kicks us out, thank you everyone for <laughs> listening and uh, have a great one. See you next week.